Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Well, howdy, White Sox fans. My name is Brett Valentini, and I am hosting Sox Pop. Hey, listen, all of these people on this podcast, uh, let me just interrupt my intro by, by issuing some sort of reprimand. And all of you listeners and viewers, nobody told me where does it show up? I don't know if it shows up. I think it shows up to all of us internally. Sox Populi spelled wrong uh, for a several, 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 po- probably every podcast. Now, thankfully, in our now outdated logo that if you're watching on YouTube, you can see because it features <laughs> recently <laughs> cut loose ball player. Uh, it is spelled there correctly. But that was someone who did whoever worked on that knows how to spell. I'm I can't spell English, much <laughs> less Latin. It is corrected here internally for us. I caught the two L's in Populi. I very, um, very Espanol of me. But anyhow. I thought the extra, thought the extra L was for loss. <laughs> yeah, I, think, uh, I don't know why I just took it off. In fact, I'm going to go back and edit three L's now. Uh, who cares about grammar, spelling, or punctuation? <laughs> it is Sox Pop. Yes, Populi derived from the Latin. Sox Pop 163. 163 of these, including some of them here in this White Sox offseason. It's a off season for laying down and avoiding, but uh, we're going to have a little fun because we're going to harken back to what's it been six, seven months, however many months ago it was when some of us were bright eyed and optimistic about the White Sox. Most of us, I guess, were bright eyed and optimistic at least about a baseball season, which wasn't delayed by any labor strife. Uh, who knew what was going to happen? Who knew what lurked behind the door? Well, you'll find out that none of us thought it was going to be as bad for the White Sox as it turned out to be. Some of us went down in a greater disaster and explosion uh, than others. Uh, We will get to that, but we are discussing in this podcast how the predictions wrangled out 
And you're lucky, you listeners and viewers and readers, you're lucky to have first and second place finishers. Listen, I got to play this up because I suck at this. And to actually be the best at this, and it, it, well, it speaks to how bad the season was. It speaks to the moment of weakness or kindness that uh, the 21 other Southside Sox predictors uh, bestowed on me because somehow they let me win the predictions. Believe me, no one was more surprised than I to find out that my tally was slightly higher than that of Crystal O'Keefe, who finished again in win place or show type of category. This time it's a place for her. Um, despite her angst toward the White Sox, that should have gotten her a lot of big points in the uh, final round as we uh, rounded the bend toward the finish of all of this. Somehow I was even more dire about how the White Sox would end up and overtook her at the very end to steal the victory. Uh, Super Joe Rhesus. We got Ryan, Melissa Sage Bolenbach from her international scouting trip, which apparently yielded no talent for the White Sox. But again, it's not like anybody's going to notice. <laughs> Just look down the, the, uh, the roster of all the affiliates. And Brian O'Neill, I believe, seventh base finisher. Ryan, I believe, also fifth. I will not mention where Melissa and Joe ended up. Somehow it's lower than seventh, but not last. We'll probably address the folks who finished dead last because they make good predictions too. They just didn't make very good predictions this time around. So I guess I'll throw it out to the field here. Uh, anything you want to say about your own performances? Anything that seemed surprising about the uh, results? There are areas where we almost completely whiffed as a staff and some spots where we actually hit it pretty good. Uh, anything jump out at you? Or are you just ready to stop talking about it so we can get to 2024 and maybe you'll do better next year? Maybe you'll catch me next year. I will say that my 78 win prediction, I thought I was being generous. Damn, was I wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, uh, Crystal? And, and Tommy Barbie, I believe, were low predictors at 75. And, you know, even then we're like rolling our eyes like, oh, well, OK, 75. Although, you know, again, I was I was pretty dour there, too. But, yeah, 61. <laughs> Wonder what it'll be next year. <laughs> well, jump on this. It I won't crack 60. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, will, I will own up being the least correct about the White Sox. Um, I was off by 30 games, 30 wins. <laughs> I think I one. As you can talk that up to, I think Brett in the Slack said uh, "sunshine dumbassery," which is good. Or you're <laughs> just a you know an old man's priority to be wrong. But also maybe possibly if something broke right, that I would make you all look like chumps. And oh god, and but and, I think and, mostly and why power, is, yeah. yeah, I think mostly why I did that is I didn't actually know we were going to be doing this at the end. Oh, if I be called out on it i might have you know i might have thought differently but well, credit to you brad you showed up then and you're taking your medicine that's pretty nice of you if you're gonna fail take a cue from the white Sox, brian if you're gonna fail fail spectacularly so yeah. you're right with them on that one uh other thoughts on this uh general grid of predictions about how you did did you do better than you thought uh worse i know we all probably had a sinking feeling like i couldn't have got much right because <laughs> the team's so awful and none of us even crystal were you know we're not nearly as dour as we needed to be about the team well to be fair i was trying to be optimistic even though i know how bad this team is but i would just like to 
apologize for how smart I am when it. <laughs> Crystal needs no explanation as to why she's showing up for this podcast. Yes, victory lap. Hey, listen, at, for you at least as a couple years old. For me, it's like, where did this come from? Uh, others of you have never even um, done this before. So yeah, Crystal, yeah. rightfully even over me, gets to run. This tap is like dance the third me. season that I've finished in the top. So. I dare, I dare say that Crystal might lead. I'm, I'm proud because again, I, I need hobbies. I probably will put together how we've all done over these years, and I'm going to guess, aside from these, you know, dine and dashes who are like not even with the site by the end of, by the end of the season, uh, for the, you know, for the, <laughs> for the real sad ones here, like Crystal, the hardcore Southside Soxers. I'm going to guess that she is in the lead among all of us. So, uh, all right, you know who to shoot for, and you know who to try to criticize or copy copy next year because uh, crystal seems to get it right uh, um, i know so this was my rookie year in doing mm -hmm. the picks and i fared about as well as my white Sox rookie of the year oscar colas so you know mm. it's oscar and i are we're on the same level so uh i think i need to step up my game next year i, I maybe i gotta go winter ball although he's not going to winter ball but yeah, yeah i'll have to uh I'll have to do some more, uh, some more, take some more notes, do some more studying next year so I can up my game a little bit. Melissa's playing possum on this one. You can't tell. She just, took, I mean, beforehand we were chatting a little bit. She did actually take the sling and the ice off. She has been throwing. She's just recently coming back for some play in the Dominican Republic. So, I mean, she's actually been honing. She, I mean, you think she's just like, this is a figure of speech, winter ball. No, she's been she's been on her winter ball game. So she's taking this stuff seriously. Shout out to Adrian Serrano, Luke Smales, the two folks who did not pick Oscar Colas as the best rookie on the White Sox. So you have a lot of company with you. In fact, all of us here made the same mistake on Oscar. So... Now, Michael Kopeck, we can talk about that, but we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, I think Melissa. one thing that's interesting with this, looking at the player MVP picks, um, I think, well, there's 20 of us, five people picked Luis Robert Jr. Um, and just looking at the list of who everyone else picked is very reasonable going into this season, but it just shows how terrible things were that you look at, come on, Ben Intendi, Tim Anderson, these guys are terrible. Aloy, like it just shows the gap between expectations and reality. Like none of the people who are picked to be, MVP had even decent seasons. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's for a lawyer Moncada when they were healthy a little bit here and there, but just the gap between our uh, perception and reality. And if you want to know what we're talking about here, obviously we're running a story alongside this that will address the prediction. So you can check in on that as you're listening, uh, watching, you know, whatever. We know you just can't get enough of this stuff. So, uh, you know, for those of you listening, you can follow along with us. Uh, Brian's referring to the fact that uh, an equal number of folks, five, picked Luis Robert Jr. to be the best White Sox player of the year, player, not pitcher. Uh, equal number five said uh, Yohan Moncada. Equal number said Eloy Jimenez. That did not work out so well. And folks like Darren Black, Hannah LaMata, Trevor Lyons, and Adrian Serrano are lucky I don't subtract points for some picks because, yes, they all picked who the guy who was actually the worst player on the team, the anti MVP, that was Tim Anderson as their player MVP, not the craziest pick, to be honest. I don't think any of us would have anticipated oh. Tim Anderson being who he is uh, for 2023, but it didn't work out for them uh, this time around. Yes. Um, if I can slide in, um, I was Please. relieved that I didn't get worse than 13th. I thought I would have done a little <laughs> bit worse than that. Um, to be honest, um, I guess, yeah, picking Luis Robert Jr. as player MVP. Yeah, that wasn't 
that popular of a pick because, yeah, as previously mentioned, there were several viable options for that. But, um, yeah, really, uh, Robert Jr. was really the clear runaway favorites um, at the end of the season for that. Um, so that was helpful. Um, I was also thinking of my World Series pick of the Padres, which, yeah, obviously that was not a good pick. Um, but, yeah. At least I did a couple things right. So, I mean, yeah, looking looking back on it, definitely um, some things that I would have done differently, but um, could, could have been worse, I suppose. Padres have been sexy for a couple of years now, so it'll be interesting just like how we're going to all turn on the White Sox. You know, two years ago, or I guess it would just be the 2022 picks, we all picked the White Sox in the division, and we were all wrong on that, even though it wasn't as catastrophically, uh, catastrophically as bad as it was this year for our picks of the White Sox. Uh, but folks have been very hot. Joe just outed himself, but a number of people have been very, very hot on the Padres, and they have definitely not earned, um, you know, it doesn't turn out they have earned that hype. Um, just to quickly go through, we sort of break this into four phases, so to quickly summarize at least the first section we might be talking about. Few of us got the Twins right uh, as AL Central champs. Nobody got the AL East pick of Baltimore Orioles, which, okay, no shocker there. Most folks got uh, Astros as the correct pick, although let's face it, that was that really turned out to be a coin flip between them and the Rangers. And a shout out to Maliki. I mean, he did, <laughs> God bless him, he picked the Rangers. Uh, got some, you know, some credit for them being a second place team. Uh, NL Central, plenty of folks did pick the Brewers. Uh, East, of course, a lot of Atlanta picks. West Dodgers, another sexy pick, more warranted than the Padres. But as it turns out, these last couple of years, at least, it hasn't really led to a ton uh, being too hyped on the Dodgers. Uh, that's how the first round went. Let's um, break before talking about the second round. And I'd like to know, well, it can be worst or best. What's the pick you're proudest of making? I'd like to hear uh, each one of you, did you go out on a limb enough to make a pick that you are sort of proud of? Uh, the, the easy part will be coming later after the break where we talk about the pick you're most embarrassed of or that you just missed wildliest, uh, most wild. I can't even speak here. You can tell I'm out of podcast practice. Why are we still doing these? Uh, what's most uh, most inspiring to you in terms of uh, the picks you did make? I guess getting both rookies of the year, right? That's not nothing. It is nothing, though, because I didn't <laughs> before. I had to look at what smarter people are saying. And it's like, oh, Joe said, Corby, I've never heard of Gunnar Sander. What? Who? <laughs> and yet you picked him. I think I did the same thing. I, I honestly had no idea who to, who to pick for any, any of those. So I'm like, okay, Otani is an easy pick. I'm going to go with Otani. But then I'm looking at the rest of mine. I'm like, oh, yeah, Carlos Rodon, no. Gunnar mm-hmm. Henderson, I figured my had a chance. Um, Bryce Harper, because he felt safe. Zach Wheeler. Yeah. Was oh, I, yeah. I, just, sure. I picked Corbin Carroll because I couldn't think of an NL rookie. Like, literally, I couldn't think of an NL rookie. Um, and I went with what other people were picking, too. So uh, don't mm-hmm. feel so bad. But hey, I appreciate that. There is. You landed on the right one. I mean, for sure. Yeah. I definitely cleaned up in the awards because I picked, what was it, AL MVP, AL Cy Young, National League Rookie of the Year. And I feel like I was at least close. Like Most of these guys were in the running still for the other ones. So I feel good about it. I mean, Shohei is obvious, but like Corbin Carroll and Garrett Cole, those were, those were Garrett easy. Garrett Cole was an inspired pick, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, I remember way back when we did the original podcast before this horrible season uh, unrolled, uh, me and Malachi were like, hey, wait, has everybody forgotten about Mike Trout? Now, as it turns out, you know what, he played his usual, like at this point, I guess, half season or whatever. So I'm, I'm sure that half season was MVP level, but yeah, it doesn't doesn't count for playing pretty good for Eloy Jimenez will tell you that doesn't really count to play good for just a little bit of the time. But uh, yeah, Shohei, sort of a no brainer, except for those of us who did not pick him as MVP. Um, Well, I was thinking, okay, so what are the odds of winning again? And Aaron Judge had had such a good year the year before. I'm like, he probably has a pretty good shot. And then, of course, he ends up injured. So You know, it's just, yeah, it's a crapshoot. But I got four, I got four of the division winners straight. So, so right. So I was pretty excited about that. But then I just, from there on, I just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's sort of our round one thing. And and yeah, let's shout out to the hamster. I think Smales did this maybe last year, but I don't think anybody's ever got all six. And I think maybe Luke got five uh, last year, one of these years. That's pretty rare. So to have actually outdone Melissa, which is four is pretty darn good, especially given the fact that they're, you know, they weren't all foregone conclusions at all. I mean, come on, Baltimore alone is going to keep you from getting a, a yeah. perfect six. None of us, of course, pick them to win the ALE. So, um, I wanna, I, you know, yeah, go ahead, Brian, please. Oh, I just want to shout out uh, two people, not on this call, but uh, Tyrone and Jackie both picked Oscar Kloss to win the uh, rookie of the year in the AL. <laughs> Jackie at least apparently added an LOL. Yeah, she did. So, I mean, at least she sort of outed herself as the homer pick. I think that goes in the rank category of like, well, I I don't know. This is the guy I want to root for. So, yeah. Okay. Let's do it. But, yeah. Yeah. The LOL does. I mean, it didn't really change the the final scoring. I mean, I, at some point I'll make the scoring so complex that even I won't be able to figure it out. And then, yes, you'll get a little point for mocking yourself as you make the pick. But, uh, yeah. Way to go, Jackie. Yeah, that's... That's that's excitement. Boy, we don't have that same excitement for Oscar Colas yeah. at this point. And neither does Pedro Grafal, who's his manager, who should be hyped for him, but really a different podcast. Uh, now let's take a break. We'll we'll talk about the other three categories and ways we're ashamed of our picks or you know whatever, whatever other stuff we're going to talk about. Anything to avoid talking about <laughs> the car crash in slow motion that is the 2024 Chicago White Sox. Anything that we can do. I mean, we may have a podcast about the 2023 predictions or the 2022 predictions like in another month because we just don't really want to talk about this mess. Let's take a break. We'll be back, uh, I promise, in a minute or so, depending on whether Fans First Sports Network wants to sell you some stuff. It's cool stuff though. So listen, please stick with us. I promise we'll come back and talk more about predictions, the stuff that you've tuned in to hear in just a minute. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, it is Sox Pop 163. Correct spelling. It's easy to spell pop, you'd think. Uh, I might yet get that wrong, but yes, P-O-P, oh, palindrome, so okay. Um, that's not palindrome. See, I don't even know what I'm talking about. That's not palindrome. Brian, help me out here, man. You, I'm going to just have to hand this oh. microphone over to you because I'm just losing all. Man, I am. my chops are very, very dull at this point. Uh, okay, we've got Melissa Sage Bullenbach, sore-armed but fresh from the Dominican Republic, runner-up in our competition, Crystal O'Keefe. We have Ryan, who finished fifth, I believe, in this year's, I believe, their debut competition. Uh, Brian O'Neill, seventh, I believe, maybe also in his debut. I'm not sure. I can't know. Oh, I'm supposed to keep track of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> Joe Reese's uh, finished in the second division. I don't know what is going on. This is a Sox math champion. I think he was being nice. I, I don't know. And uh, your host, Brett Valentini, who finished better than anyone. Hey, how about that? Sometimes, you know, blind squirrel, nut owl some some animal thing i don't know uh all right uh round two involved um the best and the worst in baseball predicting pennants world series winners i mean we did terribly i mean most people i mean this these are real impossible needles in a haystack to pull in most cases uh there's no you know three-peat oakland a's or any number of new york yankees nasty ugly dynasties any longer so you know this stuff is tough uh, Ale worse seemed to be the only gimme category, yet still three folks decided to pick, oh gosh, including Ryan, sorry Ryan, uh, decided to pick the Tigers, really some hatred from Motown there, uh, decided to pick the Tigers instead of the A's as Ale worst. Uh, nobody got Ale best, being, who the heck, was that the Orioles? Oh, for God's really? sake, was it the Orioles? Yeah. Well, then nobody should have gotten that one, come on. Um, only Joe <laughs> picked Atlanta as NL best, not, not the I mean, that's, I guess that's a little surprising. Tommy, Barbie, Lily, Tyrone. Hey, you see some of these folks didn't do so well. Uh, they all picked the Mets. <laughs> Sorry, Mets fans. I know I like to laugh at the Mets. At least I'm a White Sox fan. You know, you can't hurt me. Uh, but yeah, that that was a miss. Um, only a few picked the Rockies as NL worst. Um, well, Jackie got that one. Crystal nailed the Rockies. Most of us thought the Nationals, which, you know, by the way, wasn't a bad pick at all. Uh, nobody got pennant, either pennant or World Series. We totally blew the World Series oh. matchup. Something oh. about how this steer, this season went for uh, you folks. I guess Baltimore is the big one, but something about a team not doing as well as you really thought they would. I mean, who, who to, to you surprised, you know, good or, or disappointed most uh, when it comes to looking back on these predictions? 
See, I well, I mean, I, I'm looking at mine, and, and I picked the Blue Jays to make the World Series. I mean, what the hell was I thinking? Hey, they made the playoffs. Enough people whiffed to the point where, you know, they're picking teams that don't make the playoffs. Right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Seattle, but, you know. They, they were a wild card, and they got – they were done. They didn't even make it two games or whatever it was. They lost. They're bad. I <laughs> Yeah, another team that we seem to be very soft on being Seattle, you know, right, made a run of it, you know, made a run of it, but, you know, didn't make the playoffs. So, you know, that's definitely going to hurt your, uh, you know, hurt you in the scoring and the standings when you pick a team that doesn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, I had the Mariners winning the pennant. I was, I was high on them, losing to the Phillies in the World Series. So that was, that, that didn't, that didn't turn out well. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's soft on them. Like they just wanted them to do well. I mean, it's not the most spectacular miss. I mean, I hate to out Father Socks of us, especially when it doesn't seem like we're even celebrating this year. I mean, let's face it. Why would you want to? The Mets for the pennant. And uh, the Darren. The pen- oh, no, no. See, you're making it even uglier. Oh, my God. I'm shoveling dirt on Tommy Barbie. Father Socks of us, forgive me. Yes, World Series winning Mets. And Maliki. Oh, gosh. And and Tyrone. Whew. Man, I needed to review these notes better. I, there's, I, I, I buried all the leads here. Uh, we should have started with that. My goodness. Well, hey, listen, the Mets failed spectacularly. The White Sox failed so spectacularly. The Seattle, you know, again, Brian, Seattle was at least in it. I mean, it was just sort of a couple coin flips, a couple, uh, um, you know, games that went the wrong way that kept them from maybe making that run. But some of us missed worse, that's for sure. Yeah. Yes, um, for sure. Um, yeah, I – Definitely went along with the trend of missing on the World Series picks. Um, I already touched on the Padres. I also picked the Yankees, so that was, yeah, I'm not really sure what I was doing on that one. Um, yeah, the Padres felt more excusable. It kind of feels like they've been waiting for a couple years. They've been ready, but yeah, the Yankees, that was just kind of a random bold prediction that just didn't work out um, in my favor. Um yeah, I'll give the people who picked the Mets an, an excuse here. And I, I wanted them to succeed, too. They had just spent an enormous amount of money. Their owner was actually doing good things for the team. And it it's rough to see it just crash and burn the way that it did last year, for sure. Um, and really, they should have been in – they should have definitely had a better season that, that they than they had. But um, unfortunately, just didn't work out. Um, on, on the brighter side, yeah, I'm happy with – some of the best in best record and worst record picks, um, like you know, getting the Braves and the A's correct. Yeah, you know, like nothing that spectacular there, but you know, happy I went with my gut on those. Um, and um, yeah, like picking the Nationals to be the worst one, like it wasn't right, but it was close. So close not enough. That one either. I can't speak for Brian. I might be speaking for him, but I for one wasn't too crushed that the wild spending Mets blew up and failed spectacularly. But, you know, I know a lot of other folks feel differently here about that, but uh, I don't feel so bad about that. But hey, let's talk about the other New York team as long as uh, Joe brought up. It, can we at least be unified here and say, isn't it nice that the Yankees are suffering? I mean, it just feels good. No matter, I mean, the Sox are terrible. The Astros still, you know, made their run. That's disgusting. But the fact that the Yankees are – you know, the Cubs are doing all right, but the fact that the Yankees are are, are, are failing, they're an embarrassment, uh, the, the whole Yankee world is up in flames. It just 
it sort of feels good. It makes me be willing to actually pay some attention to 2024 just to see if they can, you know, it's follow funny. that up. It's funny because the White Sox injured Aaron Judge. They're, no, they were, that, that was the toe game. Um, right. Sorry, that toe game, that just gave me PTSD for um, Carlos Rodon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we were the whole reason the Yankees were so bad this year because they didn't have the only good player on their team that's not a pitcher. That is nice. And it's no diss on Aaron Judge. I think he's a likable guy. I think we probably all are, are at least mild uh, Aaron Judge fans. But way to go, White Sox. You did something good this year. You sort of, you know, sort of like halfway stuck a dagger in a team that we all, I think we all universe. And I think I'm not just speaking for the six here. I think I'm probably speaking for the 22. I think anybody on staff <sighs> hate the Yankees. So way to go, White Sox. A good, good, um, good memory there, Crystal. I hadn't even remembered. It was a ball hit by a White Sox player that ended up destroying Aaron Judge's season and Melissa Sage Box. MVP pick. Sorry, Melissa. Listen, sometimes you just got to take one for the team. <laughs> I yeah. The, I mean, that Yank the Yank. Well, the Yankee series too. When we played in New York, that was like the last good memory yeah. of summer. Like that was like when things were still hopeful. We we're kind of excited, yeah. and yeah, it was kind of all downhill after. Yeah, they that. did that thing where they finally swept like. Two months, three months later, they finally swept the series. And then you look back, like, what was the last? How long has it been? What was the last one? And you say, it was the Yankees? Wait, hold on. It's like, you know, we might as well be looking at, you know, the schedule from 2017 or something. It just seems so bizarre that they, yeah, they actually showed up in of all series. See, Pedro can motivate them just, you know, in the Bronx, I guess. <laughs> Ouch. Well, you know, our, our, our White Sox sucked, but like, I think all of us can take take pride in the fact that the so we only see baseball include we've got some ammunition fire perhaps around you Ryan uh, we can't we, we there's some Morse code going on as long as you're speaking so I'm gonna I promise I'll let you make your point once we can um, hear what it is you're saying uh, I don't know where that's coming from, but. Uh, Rain Delay Theater here on Sox Pop, spelled correctly, it's P-O-P. Um, <laughs> well, we'll let Ryan get back to uh, what they need to get back to there, I promise. Uh, but we'll get into the third round of awards. Now, let's see. Crystal was crowing, and maybe, I don't know, some folks were crowing. Who, who, who made the most picks there? It looks like Crystal got four is that true uh who else who else down here smales smales is always he's always lingering that guy like he knows something like he played baseball or something she's uh this is tough and i mean it helps when you have sort of like when you have i mean for all of this it helps when it's a, a predictable season but this i mean this talking about needle and haystack stuff i mean ryan's already admitted it's like okay well corbin carroll yeah i see that name a lot so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna type that name in uh, and, you know, that's not to say I don't do that for goodness sake. Um, but I mean, things really do have to break right. And when sort of the, the, the favorites do sort of come through and have the season you think they are going to have, uh, or everybody says they're going to have, I mean, obviously it helps you to score better. I'm not saying that's what Crystal O'Keefe was doing because again, she just nails this stuff all the time. But 
mean, it certainly helps when it falls in a way and it's like not Shohei isn't out for a month and, you know, Trout's not out for a month. I mean, these guys that we are used to picking, you know, end up being the guys who are right at the top of the list. I mean, nobody had any Rangers, you know, on their short list. Uh, Tyrone Palmer picked, um, you know, as it turned out during the course of the season, you know, one of our new nemeses, uh, one of our new nemeses, um, Jose Ramirez, as his MVP pick, I think he fell short. Um, even though he never fought in his life. Um, so uh, we'll get, uh, Ryan, I'll give you a chance to um, um, uh, speak again, or uh, we can, I guess, talk about MLB awards as well, if we haven't already. Okay, I don't know what happened there. I was just trying to say that, um, like, the White Sox may have sucked, but we got no, like, the Cubs, the Boston Red Sox, and the Yankees all didn't make it. So we at least had that. Something like a little bit to savor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Cubs thing, I mean, again, we cannot crow. I mean, the Lord knows. we can't. I mean, there's no, there's triple-A teams we can't talk down to. Double-A team. Any minor league team, probably. No team can we talk down to. But, I mean, it's still, I mean, it is sort of sweet to see, you know, <laughs> come shit to bed like that. I did press like, the, the White Sox. Sox. <laughs> I think my I, I was okay on the NL. I didn't get either of them right. Manny Machado and Corbin Burns, but they were defensible. They both had good years. You know, a couple of breaks here and there. They might have been in the conversation. But picking Carlos Rodon for the AL Cy Young probably doomed him to like the worst season of his career. And I don't know. I I feel like he got yankeed, and just mm-hmm. all his, all the good vibes are gone. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. I like the folks who pop out and say like, "Well, see." It's like no, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody ever made an argument that the White Sox should sign Los for eight years and seven hundred, you know, billion dollars. I think we have a quibble with the fact that the no-brainer move to just offer him the basic to at least get a draft pick when he takes off, or if that kills his market, you get him for another five-war year. I'm pretty sure that's what we're still a little bit hot about. Yeah. I don't. I'm certainly not thinking that we should have pulled the Yankees and said, Carlos. You're set for life. Don't ever pitch again. Here's $200 million. Um, I don't think anybody would think that. We all want him to do well. Uh, but, yeah, Brian, you, you you really wanted him to do well. So I did. Sorry, man. Even for the Yankees, I wanted him to I do did. well. I did for the Yankees. I did, too. I, we're in the oh. same boat, Brian. I did, too. Wow. I always want to see him perform well because I adore him. But, yeah. woof. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, final category, uh, not to skate through this too quickly, because we can talk as long as we want, as long as we don't have to talk about the 2024 White Sox um, or any of the latest hideous things that have been done. I mean, we haven't even brought up an announcer because there were no announcer predictions this year. I guess next year we'll have to say what inappropriate firing will come from the White Sox. Who will we lose who we shouldn't lose? For 2025, maybe that'll be a new category. Uh, final category, we I, I just labeled White Sox because this is White Sox. Obviously, the ugliest, most challenging, uh, most gutting. Um, again, Tommy and Crystal, low picks for wins at 75, and that wasn't even close. Um, Tommy also, he just doubled down. He wasn't like the whole division going to stink. He thought the White Sox were going to lose the division by 14 games which again was way too sunny. <laughs> uh, some of us got player MVP. Okay, yeah, we just fell into Luis uh, Roberts as our player MVP. You know, again, it, you can count on one hand, even the candidates. Next year, I think you can count on 
one finger if he's still on the team who the MVP will be next year. So I expect that to be close to unanimous in the predictions. But of course, there'll always be some Benny picks or no one's going having a having a career year. No one's going yes, to the Naperville product Nikki Lopez. Hey, it could happen. It could happen. <laughs> I mean, he's he'll be on the roster, so technically he will qualify. Uh, or maybe we should just go off the board, pick somebody who's not even on the team because you know that came pretty. Uh, Tuki, nobody got Tuki. That's because he wasn't on the team uh, in spring training, and yet I think he finished as the third best pitcher on the White Sox. So somehow we all whiffed on that one because we didn't know that the castoffs from Cleveland would end up being uh, I don't know, like the number two starter for our woeful Wobegon team in 2023 of course went through rookie uh of course only two prescient picks serrano and smales saying santos and i think they both admit it's like well we just don't think we think colas isn't going to do it's not necessarily an endorsement of gregory santos let's face it there should have been no endorsement of really anybody on this team certainly anyone who we don't think is a disgusting human being who shouldn't have ever been on the team loose robert was it so uh worst player uh, shouted out in our um, ch- chat that uh, only Ali got even any of the top five worst players, and that being Gavin Sheets, who I believe tied for runner-up worst uh, behind Tim Anderson. None of us got the pitcher, although some folks got points with Jake Diekman. It's like I didn't even remember Jake Diekman played. I thought they might have traded him before the season even started, but no, he played enough to be the third worst pitcher. <laughs> and then, of course, was probably like the third best pitcher for Tampa. God, this team is terrible. What are, why are we doing this, folks? Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Well, relieve me of speaking. And uh, White Sox predictions. Any regrets? Anything you're particularly proud of about the White Sox? Brian, you've already outed yourself, so you're allowed not to speak here. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here looking at my pick of, of, of Yaz as the worst player and seriously wondering how he didn't end up the worst player. Like, I thought it was a pretty safe pick, and somehow he's not even like top three. What? What happened? Yeah, um, go figure. He was. He was. Yeah, um, there were just a lot worse. <laughs> I mean, Colas and, and TA alone were like close to historically bad. I believe TA had the fourth worst all-time WAR season. You know, not like in Ooh. this decade ever. Fourth worst White Sox player season. Uh, Dunn, George Bell. And some other guy, uh, you know, from like whatever the awful 30s. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty classic in the same sense as as Dunn's historically bad season. Yikes, yeah, I didn't like I knew he had a bad year, I didn't know that he had like a historically bad year for for White Sox. And like, yeah, it's felt like a safe pick, and yet so many others did worse. God, this team sucked. That's yeah, that's the story I'm sticking with. Yep. Um, I don't regret picking Colas, but had he been given more plate appearances, he could have very easily surpassed that Tim Anderson negative war total. Like I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to turn that around. Joe would say if he got more plate appearances, he would have been better. But instead, <laughs> in true White Sox fashion, he would have been much yeah. worse. Had he got more oh wow. Even with Joe Reese's has soured this badly on the team. White Sox, you guys are in trouble. I mean, we've been telling you, it seems like for years, even in the season where you did well and won 93 games in a horrible division, we've been telling you. But you don't listen to us. I think the thing I regret the most isn't necessarily the pick, but that uh, Redacted wasn't the worst pitcher on the team. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, almost everyone picked him. 
Yeah, I mean, that was he was he sucks. He's always sucked and wanted it to be bad. And it's just another way that it just shows that uh, you know there's clouds are everywhere and but nothing nothing good comes in this fallen world. <laughs> to be okay. fair, every single pitcher was terrible this year. Yeah, were, yeah, no, yeah, he was bad. Yeah, and, and a and a very fair point here to add. I think I, it doesn't need to be said really. But I mean, he clearly is the he was the worst. He is the worst. He's the worst pitcher in the mate. Well, there's competition there, but he may be the worst pitcher in the major leagues. I mean, unfortunately, that wasn't the statistical merit uh, of the prediction process. But technically, if you pick redacted, you are right. I mean, you're not wrong. It's just <laughs> technically you were wrong because shocking. Those go, go ahead, please. Oh, Damn those stats. <laughs> yeah, those stats. Exactly. Why can't we just go with gut? Because guess what? We have six winners here if we just go by gut. Because I know Melissa feels that her picks won, and Ryan feels that their picks won. And Joe, of course, Joe Reese's thinks his socks math picks won. Yeah. God's sake. Crystal's picks basically did win. I just, I'm sure I do the math. I'm sure I cheated to actually get the win. Let's, let's be honest here. And Brian, come on. He won. He, he won this in our hearts. Of course he did. Oh. Um, well, as mentioned early in the podcast, my Michael Kopech is the best pitcher. <laughs> sorry. I was, I was the only one and I just really wanted him to do well. I so <laughs> wanted him to do well. And boy, did that yike. Not even, not even close. And all, like Melissa, in, in, in don't all want to do well, like, we all like. I think I'm sorry, Ryan. It's still a demilitarized zone a little bit on your end. So uh, we are only getting about every third word, which is unfortunate because I know there was some zinger in there somewhere. So we're going to continue to have this general discussion. So jump in if it ever works any better. Um, Lisa, I mean, yeah, the Copac pick didn't work out, but you didn't pick Lance Lynn. <laughs> That's true. I was looking at that. I was like, yeah. It could have. Been, I guess it could have been worse. I could have been one of the handful of people who picked Lance Lynn. <laughs> Does anybody know offhand how many home? Did he give up like fifty homers this year? I mean, I, I, I'm being serious. He came. He was in the. Was he in the forties? He gave up a ton of home runs. Yeah, that's he, astounding. Yeah, that's a lot. That's what two or three a start. I mean, and he, he just he was injured I mean, a lot. You know, not to transition into like let's talk about the offseason, but he did just get signed. He got, he's getting paid eight, seven figure. I don't know how, I can, again, I can't do, I, I'm out after making, after winning these predictions, I think I'm done with anything math at all. So don't expect me to count, but I mean, he got paid 10 or $11 million by the Cardinals who are really proving that they might not have the sense we always thought they had because whew, I don't see that happening, but all right. Maybe maybe yeah. they're gonna bring Tony Larusa back too. Oh my god! <laughs> Tony Larusa back, and that was a sort of a nice side call out. I'm not sure who threw the lin out there, but uh, uh, Nello, Adrian, Ali, all chose Lance Lynn. Crestle, uh, good vibes. We're really feeling the good vibes and picking Lance Lynn for pitcher MVP this year. Don't mean to call out any of you folks, you know, who, who didn't do great with picks. I've given, given plenty of credit for great, great uh, pressing picks for sure from Allie. But, you know, Allie, if you're going to get kudos for picking Gavin Sheets is horrible, I'm going to have to slap your wrist for picking Lance Lynn 
He, uh, <laughs> he, he, I think he just gave up three home runs since we started talking in just this section of the podcast uh, as the White Sox pitching MVP. It, that talk about how the Dodgers are so much smarter than the White Sox and they solved. I mean, I know he must have pitched a little bit better in L.A. I don't, I don't know if that's true, but I mean, that died down pretty quick. And he gave, so up, 24. He gave up 28 homers and 17 starts for the Sox. <laughs> I'm sorry, 15 starts, 15 starts, <laughs> which is. Wow, that's bad. And the, and the problem is it's like that pace sort of kept going to the National League. I mean, he ended up in the in the upper 40 or 40 something. 44, yeah. Holy cats. That's... And 16 and nine starts, 16 homers, nine starts with the Dodgers. So not the pitcher of the year. Wow. I am just really sad because I picked Dylan Cease. And for someone to go from being in the running for Cy Young last season to completely regressing this season. Like I didn't, I didn't see the regression coming at least not this soon. And then Yo-Yo looked really Mm -hmm. good. Like at the start of the season, he looked really good in spring training. And then for him to just be made of glass, I should have known better on that one. But I am happy that I picked the correct number of all-stars. Yeah, I liked I liked, I liked the Dower pick of uh, I think Tyrone and Trooper both said zero, and I'm pretty sure that's not possible. But that me you know, when you're down on a team, if you're picking zero, win that can't be zero. Uh, but you know, shout out to that because that's uh, you know that's angry. That's no, no, no doubt that's angry. I think Joe might back me up here. Definitely Luke would in absentia uh, back up the fact that here's one area where there's a real discrepancy between say a FanGraphs assessment of uh, Cease's year and what really happened and the baseball reference assessment. His, his war is he might've even been the best pitcher on the White Sox. I think redacted slips a little on fan graphs and, and Cease might actually have been the best uh, pitcher at least to finish the season with us. So it wasn't quite as horrifying a crash as you sort of sense, uh, Crystal. But yeah, the step back, the idea that he didn't take this and go, oh, well, yeah, now I'll be Cy Young this year. It's still disappointing. And the fact that he wasn't too efficient, I mean, that's scary. I just realized, I even forgot this, that I had three all-stars. And I'm sure it was Luis Robert and probably Dylan Cease, but I couldn't – I have no idea who I thought. Yeah, who the third? Yeah, who – who? yeah. Who, can yeah. we even think of who that would have been? Well, uh, T.A. I mean, T.A. would be yeah. a – Yeah, he'd been, what, two years in a row? Two years in a row, yeah. It, yeah. I'm like Crystal. I've always been high on Yo-Yo. I, I probably hoped at the beginning that this would be finally the air again that it comes all together. But well, he's so good. He's so insanely talented. But he's made of glass. Yeah. Well, the notion that we have to say, oh, you know, that first of all, we have to have this thing about like, well, the World Baseball Classic did it. Oh, you know, shame on that. We should never play that again. Which again, it's a different topic, and it's not like there's one right answer with that, you know, necessarily. But the idea that that was going to tax, you know, that two-week dominance for Cuba was going to tax him to the degree that, what, he had a week or two into the regular season before it's like, well, okay, I'm, you know, I'm out for a few months, guys, and my back has really been aching. And, yeah, what a shame because, yeah, this is not the, you know, the guy that was hyped and coming over in the big trade. And I'm afraid we're not really going to see that guy. But I guess that's for 2024s predictions maybe some folks will just double down and say you know what it's gonna be yohan this year because he's playing for a new contract i don't know i will get a massage therapy license if it means he stays healthy 
I will go to school for it. I don't have the time, but I will. Again, White Sox, this has been since our first podcast together, mm-hmm. Crystal and I. This is a standing offer. I believe it's extent. It can, I think now we're introducing massage. It's been yoga. Just mm-hmm. I think just basic stretch, basic common sense. I think common sense yeah. has probably been an instructor offer. She has been offering to help you out. I mean, this could be even on a, you know, on a, on a, on a you know, name your price basis. She just wants to help our team as much as it's getting really hard to call this team our team. She's been offering to help for a long time open, now. I was going to open water bottles. Yeah, water bottles. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hydrate these guys. Yes. And so they don't injure their fingers. Oh my god, that was the most embarrassing injury. Um, you know, give them like food recommendations for when they're in certain cities like Cincinnati to steer clear. To avoid, yeah. And avoid the hospital. You know, I'm just here for everything. Lee Allen's getting angry. He defends that. What, what do they call it? Is that chili? I guess that's chili. Spaghetti that's so chili. Gross. He defends it. He loves it. All right. Um, uh, okay. Well, let's wind this up by, I mean, I've been asking, I think pretty much everyone has offered up, so we don't re- need to revisit it. And certainly nothing in the off season has made us feel more inspired. I do not feel more inspired to somehow lower my predicted losses from 107 for next year. So we don't have to do a prediction of, of, of losses. We'll have plenty of time more to do that in this off season and all next season. Uh, but how about whether it's in these categories that are laid out now as canon or not, uh, give me a prediction for next year. What is, what is your um, good or bad What's your lock for the White Sox uh, next year? I will go in the order of my grid here, and I'm going to throw it out to Melissa first. What is your deadlock prediction for the 2024 White Sox? Oh, gosh. Um, Best player, Andrew Vaughn. Okay. Because nobody's left. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, Because, you know, my last, like, uh, Michael Kopech, you know, out on a limb wor- worked out so well. I'm mm-hmm. going to keep it going that, you know, Vaughn is due, um, mm-hmm. that he really does have the tools and he's, he's, we're going to see it next year from AV. So here's the terrifying thing, Melissa, terrifying thing, not about your prediction. In fact, the inspiring thing about your prediction, he was the third highest war on among the hitters. Oh. This year, crazy, (laughs) crazy Allie Wessel picked Andrew Vaughn as her player MVP, scored a three points for that because only Luis and um, I can't even think who the second best hitting war on the team would have been. Maybe that was just default. Maybe that was pass. And then they went to Vaughn as third. But yeah, he actually was number three. So not as crazy or bold. I mean, not to undermine your pick here, but. You might have some momentum going. So, all right, that's a bold lock. Uh, Ryan, do you got a bold lock for next year, good, bad, otherwise? Uh, Nicky Lopez will not be the worst player on the team. Mm. Will he be the worst player who hails from the Chicagoland area on the team? Yes. It depends okay. if Riley Goins gets called up or not. That's true. Wildcat okay. power. Uh, <laughs> My brother teaches at Libertyville. He said he's a good kid. Oh, so. all right. Hey, look at that. We're family, Brian. Yeah. Uh, or I'm, I'm brothers with your brother. You know, whatever. 
Okay, we're family. Uh, okay, and let's um, take two. Uh, uh, Ryan, your bold lock prediction for next year. I, I can't decide between Pedro doesn't make it till May or Sally Perez is the Sox MVP. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Boy, I was so happy, and now I'm really sad. Oh, oh. gosh, Ryan. Um, I'll take 50%, though, happy and sad, though. So, I, okay, I like those predictions. Um, <laughs> oh, it's going to – It's go- um, listen, I've, I know I've been saying it. Most of you are still like, oh, yeah, they're going to be a little better. It's going to get worse. It's getting worse. You're all going to come to me by by spring training, by our opening day, whatever podcast, opening day Eve podcast. You're all going to be like, 107, Brad. No, 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 117 this year. But I'll give you time. I'm patient. Uh, I'm going to shoot it over to Crystal for the bold, inspiring lock pick for 2024. Um. Wow, well, man. Well, I agree with Ryan's assessment of Pedro not making it until May. Like, I feel like he will get fired. Mm. Um, seeing as how there's no guarantee that any of the current players will make the team next year or have been traded off, I can't, I can't do that. Um, so I'm just going to say they're going to lose 118 games. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, see, Crystal, welcome. Uh, there's plenty of seats on the bus. I'm going to have to cover, like, 95 of them yeah yeah that's that's the sick that's the sick part of the prediction yeah that's just the math that's just how the math is going to fall uh crystal sorry yeah i'm sorry about that part but uh okay well we finally have someone willing to surpass me and shoot way past me i do remember way back when when your assessment went from something like 99 wins to 47 in the course of gosh was that just one year ago yeah that was just last year God, oh man, I, this is the opposite of my life passing before my eyes. It just will not move forward. God damn it, White Sox. Okay, uh, we got it from uh, Brian. So, Joe, I think you're last for lock prediction for 2024, and it cannot involve Luis Robert. Yes, um, no problem. I, I will give something positive that doesn't relate to Luis Robert Jr. Um. Yeah, what the heck? Um, I'll, I'll go for it. I'll go for it. Um, Cats fixes Michael Soroka, who turns out to be the second most valuable pitcher on the 2024 White Sox. I'll go with that. that Soroka, we've seen him be good before. It's been a while. I, I think he could do it again. That sentence sounded like a Mad Lib. <laughs> it really did. Okay. Allow me to interject. If, if Soroka is the second best, who is the best? I, I, I'm going to go with C still being on the team at that point. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to say Soroka has a better chance of vending a Lotes at the park than actually being the second best pitcher for the White Sox. But I, like you, Joe, I'm hoping Cats will fix them. It's sort of a mixed bag. You know, again, Luke's not on this podcast, so there, nobody's going to yell at me for saying that. But, I mean, it's been pretty much a toss-up with, you know, Cats. Um, some great stories, including one who they decided to pack off a year early in Carlos Rodon, but we've already talked about that plenty. Um, all right. Well, I, I don't know. What's, what's my, what's my bold pick for, uh, 2024. I will just play off of what Ryan said. And that is that because this team is so infuriating and so arrogant and just so reprehensible and yet I'm, 
hosting a podcast about them. Uh, no, I think, um, yeah, Pedro, no matter what, is managing all year next year. Or maybe I'll concede some token dismissal like, you know, like a Miguel Cairo, um, you know, two, two weeks at the end of the season. He's going to last the year, will not deserve it. I mean, he doesn't deserve to be manager right now. He didn't deserve to be hired a year ago. Uh, but that said, yeah, I just think um, counterintuitively, although probably intuitively knowing the White Sox, uh, yeah, Griffal will be the manager all next season. But uh, stay tuned. We'll actually put uh, pen, not, not pencil, but pen to ink in another handful of months with our written story uh, projections for 2024, our podcast talking about it, where we can all act chippy enough to taunt somebody for, say, I don't know, saying the Rangers are going to make the playoffs or how can you not pick Mike Trout as MVP or the Cubs? Give me a break. They're going to be buried in fourth or fifth place. Uh, and we'll see uh, how that wrangles out. And then all of us will come back, except Crystal, red-faced, embarrassed uh, to admit all of our sins and errors somewhere, I guess, next November. So uh, see you in a year, everybody. I think we'll do a podcast before then. I can't promise it, but at, I can promise you this. At least in one year's time, we'll have our next podcast. I guess that would be 164. Maybe we'll squeeze a couple out before then. But uh, thank you, Ryan, Joe, Brian, my brother. Uh, Melissa, again, ice. I'm not even sure if it's the left or right shoulder, but keep icing. Uh, Crystal, um, stay brilliant. Um, although just one hair less brilliant for just a few more seconds this year than me. Uh, I'm Brett. I'm doing this podcast. Um, maybe another one will come soon. Maybe another one is going to come like in mere seconds. I don't know. Uh, but our gang will see you again, maybe sooner than you're ready or expecting.